Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. Hello everyone, welcome to National Kidney Month, where we celebrate uh, all things related to kidneys, right? So we're celebrating uh, here on The Kidney Connection, we are celebrating not only dialysis wellness and uh, calling attention to uh, the dialysis warriors and rock stars uh, that we have, but we're also calling attention to kidney health and CKD, chronic kidney disease prevention. Um, I always feel like those two go hand in hand and I feel like I can't talk about one without talking about the other sometimes because of the fact that they go hand in hand. Uh, So in this episode 74, um, we are starting a dialysis modality series for the month of March. National Kidney Month. Um, and, or whenever this is, when you'll be listening to it, (laughs) this could be November of, you know, 2020, who knows, but, uh, the information will still, you know, and I always strive to update uh, these episodes as new information comes about. Um, but for these next four counting, this one are going to be dialysis modality, uh, series. So today is just going to be a general episode on what to expect uh, in some of the other episodes that will follow this one this month, uh, which will be, we will be talking about home hemodialysis, peritoneal dialysis or PD, and nocturnal dialysis, which is dialysis that you do overnight. And the reason why I feel like these topics are important is because I know uh, when I worked in the units and in my continued work with dialysis patients, a lot of, a lot of the times people are not aware of the other options that they have or feel like they don't have options for whatever reason. Uh, sometimes people are just nervous because it's new and they just really don't know what their options are. And we all know that, um, you know, lack of lack of knowledge about something can often entice often incite anxiety and nervousness and fear uh, when it really doesn't have to be, right? Even if even if it's not the best decision for you, even if it's not the right choice for you, the fact that you, you know, exercised your intellectual wellness muscle enough to at least look and see what else was out there and then make an informed decision that no, where I'm at is good, is where I need to be, I'm okay with it or whatever, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Whatever you choose to do is fine for you. But don't ever limit yourself, you know, based on the fear of, you know, whatever you think something might be. You know, explore that fully and then make that informed decision. You know, it's very important that you do that in all aspects of, you know, not only your dialysis 
you know, treatments, but your life. Because it's important. It's very important. And this month, I am happy to have as my guest helping me along this journey, a fellow nurse, Katina, Katina Dorsey. And she will share her knowledge about uh, the various modalities that we will talk about. And she also talks a little bit about her personal experience uh, with dialysis. Uh, so I, I am very, very happy and excited that she is joining me and joining us on this journey this month and imparting her knowledge uh, and her firsthand experiences uh, with some of these different modalities. So I'm going to start off today with talking about traditional in-center hemodialysis, which is where you go to the to the center three times a week, usually. Some people have to go more. You know, there are different variations of things. If you have a lot of fluid, if you're very fluid overloaded, you're just beginning, oftentimes you might go four times a week, you know, in the beginning. Or if you've been on for a while and you've had a you know heavy some heavy fluid gains and you're not able to remove all of the fluid that you come into the into the center with, you might be scheduled for a fourth day. Um, but in general, there are three days to dialysis, and the time frames range anywhere from three hours to probably four and a half hours. Now, remember in two thousand and one when I first started. The, the basic time was sometimes three hours, three and a half hours. Uh, I know uh, the past few years there has been research showing and I have seen as a result nephrologists trending to starting people at four hours and then working their way down as they see uh, the dialysis clearances or how well your blood is being cleaned and improved. Uh, it's so many different things to <laughs> to talk about. So I will really just try to keep it general and focused because I do understand that there are people who are not yet on dialysis but know they are facing dialysis that listen to this. And I don't want to uh, throw a lot, a lot, a lot of information. I want to deliver this in bite-sized chunks so that, you know, you can digest it and understand it. Uh, as like I say all the time, if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you just don't really understand, I'm here. Hit us up on the website, www.lwapllc.com and fill out the contact form. I am more than happy to talk with you, you know, work with some things with you, uh, whatever, whatever you need. I am totally here to serve, um, Back, back to, I'm, I'm getting off track. <laughs> back to hemodialysis. So, uh, you, your blood, how it goes is you, you you get hooked up to a machine from access, which we'll talk about in a second. And, um, your blood runs through it. It's, uh, you have blood tubing, you have some saline connected, and you will have this, this tube is an artificial kidney. It's called a dialyzer. And that's what your blood goes through. That is what functions as your kidney on the outside of your body. So as your blood goes through, um, counter-current flow runs up with a, a, a liquid solution, which is a whole nother thing we'll get into. I really probably needed to make a note to actually talk about dialysate a little bit. Um, but in, in that process, fluid is removed, toxins are removed, wastes are removed and your blood is cleaned. Now your access can be one of a few things, but generally they are a catheter, which is 
usually inserted in your uh, neck area. Uh, if you have bad uh, vasculature or veins, sometimes it's inserted in your groin area. Uh, and often, sometimes, not oftentimes, few few rarely, 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 you know, if, if the groin area isn't bad, you will see it inserted in the back, which I have not honestly seen that happen on a regular, but I have seen that a few times. But of course, I've been doing this for um, almost 18 years this year. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit. But that's how, so that's for catheters. You also can have internal accesses implanted or, uh, yeah, implanted essentially, where they will do a small a surgery, surgical procedure, and they attach a vein and an artery um, to either an artificial piece of graft or a natural vein from out of your body. Hence the names uh, AVF for uh Fistula or AVF for grab, arterial venous fistula, arterial venous graft. Um, and that's how your blood is accessed to run through the machine. So you're, you, you come in, you get your weight. Uh, if you have an a, a internal access, you should wash your arm before you sit down. Uh, you will take a series of blood pressures when you stand up and when you sit down. Uh, and then your, your nurse or your technician will clean your arm and you know get your site together whether it's a catheter or uh, a graft or a fistula it will hook you up to the machine you will have your treatment and then everything is removed your blood is returned back um if you have needles in your arms because the interior uh the internal excesses that's how the blood is accessed through a through the needles uh, if you have a catheter then there are tubes uh, and so there are no needles. Uh, your blood is returned back to you. Needles are removed. Your catheter is is recapped. You do another series of blood pressures. Um, you get your weight as long as your blood pressure is stable when you're standing, and you get to go home. Now that's the really, really, really short uh, short version of uh, what a typical treatment would look like. Um, some common complications that you might get with hemodialysis, you could get cramping. Cramping can happen for a few reasons. I feel like some people sometimes are just prone to cramping. Sometimes when you're, when you have a lot of fluid on and you try to take a lot of fluid off, you result in cramping. And sometimes when maybe you've gained some body weight, um, and your, your dry weight needs to be adjusted. So say you were 72 kilos and all of a sudden, you know, at 72 kilos, you come in at 70, you're usually, you know, coming in at 74, 70, 74 and a half. And then all of a sudden you might be coming in still at 70, 74 and 70 half. But every time you get off, you know, or the last 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever of your treatment, you're just cramping. Your legs are cramping. Some people cramping their legs. Some people cramping their hands. Some people cramping their stomachs. Some people cramp all of the above. You know, it, it hits different people different ways. Um, so one thing, you know, your nurse will assess, do you have any swelling? Do they hear any fluid in your lungs? That's another thing I forgot to say is that your nurse will come around, you know, before your treatment or in the beginning of your treatment and at the end and just assess. Uh, and see how you're doing. So that could be an indication that you've gained some body weight and that your dry weight needs to increase. Like I said, there are so, so many different uh, ways, 
you know, and things that go on during hemodialysis. Uh, so your, your fluid intake will vary sometimes depending on if you're still urinating or not. But on general, they like to say two to two and a half liters um, per day of fluid so that you're not you know, overloading yourself. And some people, it's a lot, it's a lot less than that. And some people might have a little more flexibility. Once again, you know, that's where that individualized treatment plan comes in. And uh, your treatment team will make, you know, those specific determinations for you. Uh, also, we have the dietary restrictions. So you're definitely watching, you know, those more important values like potassium making sure you're not eating a lot of that high potassium can be fatal uh can cause it causes heart arrhythmias arrhythmias and it can be fatal so staying away from too many oranges um tomatoes potatoes uh bananas you know are some of like the, the the culprits that most people even though there are a lot more and actually probably should do a show on um High K foods as well as high phosphorus foods. Um, yeah, so you know you have to watch out for that. And so cramping, you know, some people, you know, can you know pass out a little bit if their blood pressure gets low enough, which is usually you know you're pulling the fluid off. Uh, too much fluid comes off at once. You know you could temporarily lose consciousness uh, but that's why you have your dialysis team you know watching you monitoring you closely uh, monitoring your blood pressures every 30 minutes sometimes you know if people are more prone to low blood pressures we might increase that to every 15 minutes you know just to err on the side of safety um, we make sure your feet are up because that helps you know keep the blood flow to your head <laughs> a little better uh, so usually we like you in a reclining position during your treatment um, and so that's just a, a tiny, uh, skinny on, you know, how, it, how hemodialysis goes in a center, which I know most people, uh, do. And I, working with people, I also know that a lot of them also wonder if there are other options out there. And that's why we're having this series, because there are. So in our next episode, we will talk about home hemo, uh, which is similar to hemo, but you do it at home. <laughs> Hence, home hemo. <laughs> so that will be uh, what our next, what our episode 75 will be about. 76 will be about peritoneal dialysis, PD. And episode 77 will be about nocturnal. So thank you for following us along in this dialysis modality series. Uh, and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www lwapllc.com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.